Hello and welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am your host, Chris Enroth, horticulture educator with University of Illinois Extension. And I am based in Macomb, Illinois, and I want to start out by saying that I love compost. If you have ever sat in one of my classes, you're going to find out three things about me. One, soil tests can be so very important. Two, always read and follow your pesticide labels and are those poisons really necessary? And three, I love compost. All right, so what is compost? Compost is derived from once living organisms. Think leftover weeds that you've pulled out of the garden or spent apple cores. They can also be the byproduct of a living thing. Think about manure. Compost, it comes in so many different forms. You can have worm compost, mushroom compost, manure compost, yard waste compost, so many composts. A trend that has been growing in popularity is one to take that compost and create this thing we call a liquid leachate to spray on our yards and gardens. And this practice has become termed compost tea. So to make compost tea, a person needs some specialized equipment. They need a large bucket, uh, an air stone or some type of aerator to keep that water oxygenated. They're going to need molasses or sugar. Uh, Then they're going to need a burlap sack. Think of that as like your tea bag. And then they're going to need, of course, compost. How this works is the compost, it goes into the burlap sack. You put the sack into a bucket of water and you steep it like a tea. Meanwhile, after you've done that, molasses or sugar goes into the, uh, the water. It jumpstarts the bacterial growth that, that, is, that you want to occur in this mixture. And those air stones, they keep the water bubbling up so the bacteria don't suffocate. They don't become anaerobic. So to me, it sounds uh, pretty folksy. Plus, you know, it sounds like an awful lot of work to go through. And to do what exactly? All right, well, let's examine this a little bit. So the claims made by those companies that sell this product, either the finished tea or kits to make it, and we also have the individuals who have developed their own uh, compost tea recipes. So they say that by brewing a concoction of microbes in this liquid and spraying it on your plant leaves, you create competition for all of the bad plant pathogens. And in effect, you will wind up having fewer disease problems on your plants. Moreover, compost tea works as a liquid foliar fertilizer. Sounds great. So does compost tea really work? What does the science say about it? Well, no, it it doesn't work. Not really, at least. Uh, It it does give uh, uh, like a feeding directly to the foliage of the plants but they can't absorb all those nutrients that you're throwing on the leaves because they're leaves and they don't absorb it all. You know, that's a good job for roots. But more importantly, scientific studies are showing that compost tea is not having an effect on disease control. In fact, some scientists are seeing the opposite effect with more increases of of occurrence of plant disease. So if we, if we back up a little bit and we look at, just we'll go back to compost, 
plain old compost, and we put that around our plants, say as a mulch, we do know that there is a beneficial effect at reducing soil-borne diseases. That has been documented repeatedly by scientists. And it does make sense to think that soil-dwelling organisms that decompose once living material would also have an effect on the soil. But why are we to assume these soil-dwelling microbes will also have a beneficial effect outside of the soil, say, on some plant leaves? And to make matters more complicated here, there are just so many microbes to study. You know, each compost tea solution, it's going to have a different ratio of microscopic living things. This makes it a very difficult concept to study. And I would say it's difficult, if not impossible, to isolate, say, a single part of that compost tea for study. And that leads me to my next point. Not all microbes found in compost are good for humans. There are serious human health concerns due to those who might spray compost tea on fruits and vegetables because, think about it, if you're stimulating the good bacteria, wouldn't you also be enhancing the growth of bad bacteria like E. coli? So folks, they say, uh, or they claim, or they tout that the aerator, you, that air stone, that aerator in there is critical to prevent the growth of harmful bacteria. But scientists in labs that have routinely studied this are showing that's not the case. I have taught classes on this before, and when the, the topic of compost tea comes up, there are people who believe in this product a lot. In fact, so much so that there are people who, yes, they drink it like a tea. You know, they would tell me, deadpan, you know, they're not joking, that they believe it to be good for their digestive health to be drinking this tea derived from composted material. It might be a little ironic, but it kind of reminds me of the tales that I heard of Roundup salespeople that would drink Roundup to show farmers how safe it was. Okay, folks, there is a way to make compost tea, if that's your goal, without using all the air pumps, molasses, or sugars, whatever. What you can do, get some compost, and you spread about a one to two inch layer of it on the ground, say if your soil is deficient in organic matter and you need it, it will rain and nature will make the tea for you. That's it, folks. So if you have any questions, feel free to get in touch with your local U of I extension office. If you are more of a reader than a listener, I will put a link to a blog post that I wrote on this topic in the description. And as always, please subscribe to the Good Growing Podcast. And from all of us here at U of I Extension, keep on growing. Have a great day.